everybody and welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast, the podcast where we talk about sports and maybe something else. I don't know. <laughs> hope, you, hope, you, hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know I did. And JC has been stuffing himself with sports these last few days. So, yep. Sports and deer. <laughs> Sports and deer. Goes together. <laughs> yep. There is a lot, and I mean a lot, we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> yes. We're going to cover probably everything or what we think is everything. <laughs> um, so, where do we begin? Well, we can begin on one of two things. We can start with football because we know we had the Thanksgiving days. Yes. Which 28 penalties in the Raiders Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I think almost 300 yards of penalties. Yeah, combined. It's insane. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's it becomes unwatchable. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's flag after flag after flag and then they're not it's just yeah it's just I, I don't know how to, to say it but it's pretty sad to, when you're when it's the most watched game I think since 1990 with the most penalties hmm. and then you had that one guy who had four defensive pass interference calls against him oh jeez you know that number 30 for the Dallas Cowboys right. LA so what do you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the the one penalty that I remember, the fight in the yeah. fourth quarter, that one had to be called. Yeah. But a lot of the others, I, I agree, they didn't need to be called. No. It was ridiculous, I think. And it's getting to the point where, yeah, people are complaining, right? It's mm-hmm. much. Nobody wants to watch it, you know, but I mean, it is Thanksgiving, so we are going to watch. We're going to watch the Cowboys lose as they become one of the only teams to go 0-4 in November. Even the Detroit Lions won't go 0-4 in November. No, they tied. They tied. Oh, Oh, there's a fight in Michigan. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. (laughs) We got a fight in in a winter wonderland. And it's been crazy, eh? Oh, it's been good to watch. Yeah. Which brings us to the point of players who aren't vaccinated costing their teams wins. Mm-hmm. Right? Dallas Cowboys, without Amari Cooper, you just lost two games because of it. Yeah. Right? With CeeDee Lamb not, not able to go, you had Gallup in there who's a, a good third wide receiver. But about Cooper... What are you going to do, right? You're going to stack the box. Zeke wasn't going. He's hurt. And it is. It's becoming to the point where these players are getting selfish enough that they're not putting their team ahead. Right. And Lamar Jackson, who is not, you know, vaccinated, but he missed because of something else. It wasn't because of COVID. He missed because of uh, uh, another illness. Yeah, he had a head cold or a flu or something, he said. And he couldn't go. So... It just, yeah. 
where Amari Cooper was down for 10 days because he had that back-to-back, right, mm-hmm. back on third. So he missed, and it cost him. It cost him at least one win. And it could cost him a whole bunch more yeah. down the line. You I know, mean, the Eagles I, are flopping. It's scary. Yeah, and then now that you know we have this new uh, COVID variant from South Africa, you know. It, yep. I mean, I was I was reading one of the states, not my state, but another one. They're already in a state of emergency. Yeah, it's coming. And what's going to happen, right? These players aren't going to be able to play. You look at look at Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Another example. Lost his team. Cost his, he could have cost his team a chance to have a bye in the first week of the playoffs. Right. Which is huge nowadays. And you they've know. got a big game tomorrow against the Rams. Yes. And the Rams aren't looking too good either, are they? No. And which brings us to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, here we go, folks. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know if I'm more disappointed in Aaron Rodgers or sad for him for what he's done. You know, he's been kind of mocking the situation. He didn't wear his mask during preseason games, didn't wear his mask during uh, press conferences, which is totally against the rules. And then he gets fined $14,000. Yet other teams are getting hammered with, with, with things that, how do you put it, like, you know, last year Tennessee got absolutely destroyed because they they had that strength coach coming with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The Saints got fined for their actions last year. You know, they had to miss. I think it was the Denver Broncos. Was it they had to miss? They had to start a wide receiver for a quarterback, right? And Aaron Rodgers gets off scot free for pretty much mocking this situation where people are dying, people are getting sick, and he has no respect for. The news media for anything along that line. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, he could just go away anytime soon. I think it's time for us just to say, Rogers, you're done. You're not going to win anything. You just cost your team a chance for the Super Bowl, I think, because you ain't getting by without a bye in the first round. Mm -hmm. You're the the Green Bay Packers. And the way he mocked the system and then said he had COVID toe and all this, I think it's just, it's getting pretty, pretty disgusting, to be honest. And... I've had enough of Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's all about him. It's all about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about the team. And it's getting sad. Mm-hmm. And the Green Bay Packers fans, they don't deserve that. They're a, they're a good bunch, right? They they take care of their players. Mm-hmm. But they're loyal. Those fans are so loyal. They are. And to sit there and have Bart Starr, then Brett Favre, and then... Aaron Rodgers and the way the last two quarterbacks kind of handle the situation, it's you got to think, is it because their ego is too high or is it something that's within the management of the Green Bay Packers? Right. Because, I mean, that's two great quarterbacks that you have that you that have caused issues. Right. Brett Favre went over to the Minnesota Vikings because mm-hmm. of it. And where's Aaron Rodgers going to go next year? As far as I'm concerned, you can go play – if you were to play in the CFL, I don't think I'd watch a game that he plays in the CFL next year. Maybe he could play in the brand new USFL. Yes, he should go play there. You know, I mean, if you're going to mock the way this, the situation is right now, 
And like I said, it's in dire straits. You asked the, the Vancouver Canucks that got COVID last year when they got shut down. And the Ottawa Senators right now. Yep, the Ottawa Senators. And the players last year, they had the, it was the Brazilian uh, variant, and they said they were sick. The, you know, the wives were sick, the kids were sick. And this was before the vaccines were really starting to come out. Right. So, you know, so it's a, it's a dire situation. Mm-hmm. And the way Aaron Rodgers handled it, I think is disgusting. And I mean, he goes to a Halloween party and all that. I mean, it's, you know, it's for one year, you pretty much don't get to do anything. Yeah. Right. You're playing football. You're, you're representing the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. And then this happens. Yet a player will get suspended for, for hugging the goalposts after he gets a touchdown. Or get fined $30,000 for his uniform being untucked. Yes. Unreal, eh? Or Lamb who got fined for taunting. You know. So, doesn't, they have to draw the line somewhere. Doesn't make sense. Nope. But that's the way the NFL is right now, unfortunately. When you have, you know, when, when you have a bunch of people who are, you know, like they set these rules, but then they're relaxed on the rules. You can't be that way. It's got to be, you know, one way. It's got to be a firm way. And, you know, and, and it's obvious that we're seeing it in the Goodell era where one, you know, like, okay, like if I could go back many years ago, the whole Saints cheating scandal. Yep, Bounty Gate. Yeah, Sean Sean Payton is suspended for the entire season. Meanwhile, Bill Belichick, you know, he gets away scot free. So basically, you know, it's like they're picking their favorites. It really yep. is. And, and it's and that's why and, they're losing fans. Yeah, because the fans don't even know how to handle it. They're like, well, what's going on, right? What? Do, how do we? You know, how do we translate this? That mm-hmm. This team gets happy, the other team doesn't, you know? And now with these taunting calls and all the rest of it, I mean, they got yeah, the league needs to, to fix itself. I said to my dad not too long ago that they need to define what taunting is because there yeah. are some, you know, penalties of taunting that really aren't taunting at all. No. They need to have a firm 100% definition of what taunting is. Yes. And they don't have that right now. No, and players are confused. Fans are confused. I mean, look at the one that cost, uh, who is it? The Chicago Bears and and the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that cost the Bears the game. Right. You know, because they had them stopped. Like, okay, like let, like let's say for example, I'm a player, yep. and I make a sack on the quarterback. You're yep. at the game. I see you after I make the sack. I wave hi to you, and I get penalized for taunting. Yep. See what I mean? Yeah, ridiculous. It is. And the league just like, ooh, well, it is what it is. No, it's not. No, and it's not. They need to fix it. Or the no fun league will be definitely the no fun league. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because of some shoes you wear or 
because of the way your jerseys talked are showing too much skin. And, and, and the only reason they're staying at the position they're in is because of the sponsorship money and the TV money that they're getting from the networks. Yep. It's kind of like, and I don't really like to bring wrestling into the mix on this show a lot, but it's kind of like where WWE is right now, where, you know, their ratings are low, but they're getting so much money that they're just like, well, all right, we'll just go on with our lives. Do, 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 do. Yep. That's the best way to compare it. As they're releasing, what, 70-some wrestlers? 80. 80. And yet, Vince McMahon can buy a gold egg. Well, that was a fake gold <laughs> egg. Uh, but it is, I mean, rest, again, wrestling's same way, right? Growing up, I think wrestling was better back in the day. What, what you had, what you did not have to deal with Sunday and Monday, and I had to. <laughs> Although there is AEW, so there is hope. <laughs> yep. Um. The- all right. Um, we got a game coming up Monday night. Yes, we do. We got a big game. Because it is Seattle at Washington. And this game could go a long way for both teams. Yep. And last year we made a bet, which JC won. Yep. And we're going to do it again this year. I like it. Who who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. Since all right, since you last year. All right, thank you. All right, I had to think about this. Like I, I had to think. You know, yeah. how could I? You know, how could I get JC right in the gut? Get him right in the soul. And I, I'm like, I had to really. But a few minutes before we started recording, as Michigan is in for a touchdown, one of my one of my two upset picks this week, Michigan beating Ohio State. So yeah, no. <laughs> um, but back to the back to matter at hand. There's no way I was going to make you stop drinking beer. No, I I, I could not do that. Could yeah. not do that. But there is one thing I could have you stop doing. So this is what it here this is what I am proposing. When Seattle loses Monday night, your horn goes silent for a week. Ooh. That will hurt. <laughs> Especially because I'm off. Twirl my Friday. imaginary mustache. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough to you. Which horn? All my horns? So I got like three or four. No, the 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 goal horn. Okay, okay. just the goal horn. Okay. I didn't know you had three. Good lord. Well, yeah, I got the air raid siren one. I got a goal horn, and then I have uh, on my laptop. I have sounds for goal horns. No, just 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 the goal horn. Okay. Deal? All right. 
All right, so my mine will be when Seattle wins. Bill's going to have to write up a little report on and grade the game with with Seattle in favor. Welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast, the podcast where we talk about sports and maybe something else. I don't know. <laughs> hope, you, hope, you, hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know I did. And JC has been stuffing himself with sports these last few days. So, yep. Sports and deer. <laughs> Sports and deer. Goes together. <laughs> yep. There is a lot, and I mean a lot, we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> yes. We're going to cover probably everything or what we think is everything. <laughs> um, so where do we begin? Well, we can begin on one of two things. We can start with football because we know we had the Thanksgiving days. Yes. Which 28 penalties in the Raiders Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I think almost 300 yards of penalties. Yeah, combined is insane. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's it becomes unwatchable. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's flag after flag after flag and then they're not it's just yeah it's just I don't know how to to say it but it's pretty sad when you're when it's the most watched game I think since 1990 with the most penalties Hmm. and then you had that one guy who had four defensive pass interference calls against him oh jeez you know that number 30 for the Dallas Cowboys LA so what do you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the the one penalty that I remember, the fight in the yeah. fourth quarter, that one had to be called. Yeah. But a lot of the others, I, I agree, they didn't need to be called. No. It was ridiculous, I think. And it's getting to the point where, yeah, people are complaining, right? It's mm-hmm. much. Nobody wants to watch it, you know, yeah. but I mean, it is Thanksgiving, so we are going to watch. We're going to watch the Cowboys lose as they become one of the only teams to go 0-4 in November. Even the Detroit Lions won't go 0-4 in November. No, they tied. They tied. Oh, oh there's a fight oh. in Michigan. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> we got a fight in a winter, in a winter wonderland. And it's been crazy, eh? Oh, it's been good to watch. Yeah. Which brings us to the point of players who aren't vaccinated costing their teams wins. Mm-hmm. Right? Dallas Cowboys without Amari Cooper. 
You just lost two games because of it. Yeah. Right. CD Lamb not not able to go. You had Gallup in there, who's a, a good third wide receiver. But about Cooper, what are you going to do? Right, you're going to stack the box. Zeke wasn't going; he's hurt. And it is. It's becoming to the point where these players are getting selfish enough that they're not putting their team ahead. Right, and Lamar Jackson, who is not, you know, vaccinated, but he missed because of something else. It wasn't because of COVID. He missed because of a, uh, another illness. Yeah, he had a head cold or a flu or something, right. he said, and he couldn't go. So it just, yeah. Where Amari Cooper was down for 10 days because he had that back-to-back, right, mm-hmm. back on third. So he missed. And it cost him. It cost him at least one win. And it could cost him a whole bunch more yeah. down the line. You I mean... Know, the Eagles I, are flying. Ooh, it's getting scary. Yeah, and then now that you know we have this new uh, COVID variant from South Africa, you know... It, yep. I mean, I was, I was reading one of the states, not my state, but another one, they're already in a state of emergency. Yeah, it's coming. And what's going to happen, right? These players aren't going to be able to play. You look at look at Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Another example. Cost his team. Cost his team. Could have cost his team a chance to have a bye in the first week of the playoffs. Right. Which is huge nowadays. And you know. they've got a big game tomorrow against the Rams. Yes. And the Rams aren't looking too good either, are they? No. And which brings us to Aaron Rodgers. Yep, here we go, folks. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know if I'm more disappointed in Aaron Rodgers or sad for him for what he's done. You know, he's been kind of mocking the situation. He didn't wear his mask during preseason games, didn't wear his mask during uh, press conferences, which is totally against the rules, and then he gets fined $14,000, yet other teams are getting hammered with with, with things that, how do you put it, like, you know, last year Tennessee got absolutely destroyed because they, they had that strength coach coming with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The Saints got fined for their actions last year. You know, they had to miss, I think it was the Denver Broncos, was it? They had to miss, they had to start a wide receiver for a quarterback. Right. Right. And Aaron Rodgers gets off scot-free for pretty much mocking this situation where people are dying, people are getting sick, and he has no respect for the news media for anything along that line. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, he could just go away anytime soon. I think it's time for us just to say, Rodgers, you're done. You're not going to win anything. You just cost your team a chance for the Super Bowl, I think, because you ain't getting by without a bye in the first round Mm -hmm. if you're you're the Green Bay Packers. And the way he mocked the system and then said he had COVID toe and all this, I think it's just, it's getting pretty, pretty disgusting to be honest. And I've had enough of Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's all about him. It's all about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about the team. And it's getting sad. Mm -hmm. And the Green Bay Packers fans, they don't deserve that. They're a, they're a good bunch, right? They, they take care of their players. Mm-hmm. But They're loyal. Those fans are so loyal. They are. And to sit there and have Bart Starr, then Brett Favre, and then Aaron Rodgers, and the way the last two quarterbacks kind of handle the situation, it's you got to think, is it because their ego is too high, or is it something that 
within the management of the Green Bay Packers. Right. Because, I mean, that's two great quarterbacks that you have that you that have caused issues. Right. Brett Favre went over to the Minnesota Vikings because mm-hmm. of it. And where's Aaron Rodgers going to go next year? As far as I'm concerned, you can go play. If you were to play in the CFL, I don't think I'd watch a game that he plays in the CFL next year. Maybe he could play in the brand new USFL. Yes, he should go play there. You know, I mean, if you're going to mock the way the, the situation is right now. And like I said, it's in dire straits. You asked the, the Vancouver Canucks that got COVID last year when they got shut down. And the Ottawa Senators right now. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators. And the players last year, they had the, it was the Brazilian uh, variant. And they said they were sick. The, you know, the wives were sick. The kids were sick. And this was before the vaccines were really starting to come out. Right. So, you know, so it's a, it's a dire situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way Aaron Rodgers handled it, I think is disgusting. And I mean, he goes to a Halloween party and all that. I mean, it's, you know, it's for one year, you pretty much don't get to do anything. Yeah. Right. You're playing football. You're, you're representing the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. And then this happens. Yet a player will get suspended for, for hugging the goalposts after he gets a touchdown. Or get fined $30,000 for his uniform being untucked. Yes. Unreal, eh? Our lamb who got fined for taunting. You know. So, they have to draw the line somewhere. Doesn't make sense. Nope. But that's the way the NFL is right now, unfortunately. When you have, you know, when, when you have a bunch of people who are you know like they set these rules but then they relax on the rules you can't be that way it's got to be you know one way it's got to be a firm way and yep. you know and and it's obvious that we're seeing it in the Goodell era where one you know like okay like if i could go back many years ago the whole saints cheating scandal yep bounty gate yeah, Sean Sean Payton is suspended for the entire season. Meanwhile, Bill Belichick, you know, he gets away scot-free. So basically, you know, it's like they're picking their favorites. It really yep. is. And, and it's and that's why and, they're losing fans. Yeah, cuz the fans don't even know how to handle it. They're like, "Well, what's going on, right? What do, how do we you know, how do we Translate this that mm-hmm. this team gets half, the other team doesn't. You know? And now with these taunting calls and all the rest of it, I mean they gotta they, yeah, the league needs to to fix itself. I said to my dad not too long ago that they need to define what taunting is. Because there yeah. are some, you know, penalties of taunting that really aren't taunting at all. No. They need to have a firm 100% definition of what taunting is. Yes. And they don't have that right now. No, and players are confused, fans are confused. I mean, look at the one that cost uh who is it? The Chicago Bears and and the Steelers. Mhm. Right? I mean, that cost the Bears the game. Right. You know, because they had them stopped. Like, okay, like let, like let's say for example, 
I'm a player. Yep. And I make a sack on the quarterback. You're yep. at the game. I see you after I make the sack. I wave hi to you, and I get penalized for taunting. Yep. See what I mean? Yeah, ridiculous. It is. And the league just like, ooh, well, it is what it is. No, it's not. No, and it's not. They need to fix it. Or the no fun league will be definitely the no fun league. Mm -hmm. Because of some shoes you wear or because of the way your jersey's tucked or showing too much skin. And and, and the only reason they're staying at the position they're in is because of the sponsorship money and the TV money that they're getting from the networks. Yep. It's kind of like, and I don't really like to bring wrestling into the mix on this show a lot, but it's kind of like where WWE is right now where... You know, their ratings are low, but they're getting so much money that they're just like, well, all right, we'll just go on with our lives. Do, 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 do. Yep. That's the best way to compare it. As they're releasing, what, 70 some wrestlers? 80. 80. And yet, Vince McMahon can buy a gold egg. Well, that was a fake gold (laughs) egg. Uh, but it is, I mean, wrestling, wrestling's same way, right? Growing up, I think wrestling was better back in the day. What, what, you, had, what you did not have to deal with Sunday and Monday, and I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is AEW, so there is hope. <laughs> yep. Um, the- all right. Um, we got a game coming up. Monday night. Yes, we do. We got a big game. Because it is Seattle at Washington. And this game could go a long way for both teams. Yep. And last year we made a bet, which JC won. Yep. And we're going to do it again this year. I like it. Who who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. Since, All right. Since you last year. All right. Thank you. All right. I had to think about this. Like, I, I had to think. You know, yeah. how could I, you know, how could I get JC right in the gut, get him right in the soul? And I, I'm like, I had to really think. But a few minutes before we started recording, as Michigan is in for a touchdown, one of my one of my two upset picks this week, Michigan beating Ohio State. So yeah, no. <laughs> um, but back to the back to matter at hand. There's no way I was going to make you stop drinking beer. I, I could not do that. Could yeah. not do that. But there is one thing I could have you stop doing. So this is what it here this is what I am proposing. When Seattle loses Monday night, your horn goes silent for a week. Ooh. That well hurt. 
Especially because I'm off. Twirl next my Friday. imaginary mustache. <laughs> okay, nope. Fair enough to you. Which horn? All my horns? So I got like three or four. No, the 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 goal horn. Okay. Just okay. the goal horn. Okay. I didn't know you had three. Good lord. Oh, yeah, I got the air raid siren one. I got a goal horn. And then I have uh on my laptop I have sounds for goal horns. No, just 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 the goal horn. Okay. Deal? Alright. Alright, so my mine will be when Seattle wins, Bill's gonna have to write up a little report on and grade the game which with Seattle in favor and grade against the Washington Redskins. All right, so I have to grade both teams. Yeah. All right. I mean, I haven't written anything in a while, so... <laughs> All right. I'll do that. That's fair. I think I think we'll be in for a good game, though. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Because... And, and I'll say why. Because... I think Washington is starting to find their momentum. Yep. After the win against Tampa, where they dominated that game. They really did. Yeah, they did. And then the way they were able to beat Carolina in Cam Noonan's return to Carolina, they are almost to the point where schedule-wise, they could be favored in every game the rest of the way. Because after the Seattle game, Monday night, they go to Vegas to play the Raiders. I don't yep. know if they're going to be favored or not, but it'd be very interesting. Then the rest of their schedule are the division games. And they can win every one of those games. Yep. And the way Maryland, or not Maryland, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, that's why I said Maryland. And the way the Cowboys have been, and their history as of late, of choking in December, gives me hope that we can overtake them and maybe win the division. Yeah, the Giants stink. They do. The, the only one... The only one I'm concerned about is Philadelphia because they're kind of like, you can't really figure out how they are. They're good. They're good a couple weeks and then they go to the dump. You know, they're crap. Yep. I, I worry a little more about Philly than I do Dallas, especially after watching Dallas twice this week. Yeah, they looked terrible, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And then... Yeah, Dallas isn't going to win their division. They keep this up. And then with your guys, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm not making fun of you guys. But you yep. guys just have so many injuries right now. Because I... Because remember, I had your you guys winning the division this year. Yep. Um, I am starting to believe it will not happen now. So I'm thinking so too. Yeah. 
But no, I'm looking forward to the game Monday night. Yep. Russell Wilson back in Washington. Mm-hmm. Against a defense that's starting to play well. I mean, Chase Young's out. Yeah. So it does hurt. But everybody's picking up. Yeah, and Heineke's doing his thing, and they got the running game going. Mm-hmm. And then Gary McLaurin had that great game against Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, good old football, man. We've seen more upsets this year, I think, than we have in the last 10 years. <laughs> I don't know if you saw one of my videos that I put up on our Facebook group, because I do picks. One week, and it wasn't too long ago, I honestly had my worst week ever for picking games. I, oh, went, I believe it. I went three, nine, and one. Well, at least you got the tie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> with, with, with friends like you, who needs enemies, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it was a. It's been a rough stretch. I mean, you know, we do our pool bets every week. Me and a couple of guys here in. Alberta, then a couple guys from Ontario. Yeah. I'm making all the morning games right now. I mean, the Titans losing, the Bengals losing. Well, like, I went... The rat. I went two and one on the Thanksgiving games, so that's good for me. Well, that's good. And I wanted to pick the Raiders too, doggone it. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, and with that team, because of all the extracurricular that's going on there it's kind of you want to stay away from them yeah right mm-hmm. and right now it's it's tough it is it's uh you know i mean as a cowboys as as we as you know for our love of the cowboys we're kind of smiling yeah <laughs> and then with zeke being hurt and dak not doing what you should be doing and like i said losing your wide receivers one to COVID, one to a concussion. It wears on the guy, right? Your tackle who suspended. The defense isn't doing what they're doing. Everyone's praising digs. And I'm like, that guy's given up the most big plays all year. Yeah. Yeah, he's got seven or eight interceptions. But then, I mean, look at Mac Jones. After he got picked off he against the Patriots there, he, he threw a bomb. 70-yard mm-hmm. bomb. Right past digs. Yeah. So... Yeah, interceptions are good, but you also need to be able to stop the the big plays, and he's not stopping it. Yeah. And it's a sad, sad situation. It is. So. Um, you know what? I want to bring up something that you actually we we talked about uh, privately the other day, and you would ask like, you know, when we record if we could talk about this, and I was like. Absolutely. So, um, we, you know, we mentioned, uh, WWE earlier and the other night, and I actually saw this when it happened and believe it or not, JC, this got brought up at my dinner table on Thursday, (laughs) what we're about to talk about. Uh, for those that don't watch wrestling, which is understandable. I'm sure there are some of you that don't watch it. Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan on live TV. Yes. 
And it is very, very rare that we see this. Um, yeah, I'd like, I'd like your reaction when you heard it or saw it or both. Well, I saw it and I saw it two different angles and there's maybe three and they see this fan running and he attacks Seth, Seth Rollins. And then you see it from the other side. It was just, and I don't, and maybe at first people thought maybe it was a, it was a joke or something, but then you see the refs and you see everybody coming in to stop it. The guy got arrested mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's the equivalent of a guy running onto a football field and tackling the quarterback or the kicker, right? When yeah. he's not looking or, you know, or like in soccer when they're throwing stuff at players. Yeah. And it's very rare that a, that someone gets into a fan goes and attacks a attacks a wrestler, and it's interesting to see what the story would be. Well, I can I, I can tell you a little bit of the story. Okay. Because, um, and I talked about it on uh, that wrestling show, which you guys is now up. If you guys want to check it out, but listen to it after this show, of course. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So what happened, the story is this young man, uh, 24 years old, he is a fan, obviously, and he, con- like, uh, the story apparently is he met Seth at a meet and greet, an autograph signing, and yep. asked him, how do you get into wrestling? Because he wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Which, you know, is totally understandable. So he kept following, or he followed him on social media. Yep. And then he was in contact with a guy who said he was Seth Rollins, but was basically being catfished. Oh. Yeah. And he thought, okay, the best way I'm going to handle this situation is if I go after the real guy. Because apparently the guy that he was that catfished him, like, he got, like, $3,000 from this poor guy. Oh, no. Yeah. So, they, so he goes out, and, uh, you know, he takes Rollins down. It was a good takedown. But, that's basically where this all happened from. And, he was pressed with a couple charges. Uh, Nothing serious injury wise happened to Seth. Thank goodness. Yep. Um, the guy has since apologized for this. There probably will be a court trial, a court case, you know, somewhere down the line. Yep. But as fans, and again, I said this on my podcast yesterday. And I'll, and I'll say it again. And I even said this at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. Because I don't bring... I Like, when, we, when we're when we at the dinner table, I don't bring any wrestling stuff up. Unless, yeah. you know, like my nephews ask me or someone asks me. Yeah. There is an unwritten rule that the fans and the wrestlers all recognize. And that is... Once you go over the guardrail, once you go over the barricade, 
you are fair game to the wrestlers. You are fair game, plain and simple. And, you know, people don't learn that, unfortunately. And a good example is a couple years ago at the Hall of Fame ceremony, which happened to be in the same building where this happened, when Bret Hart was attacked by that fan during his induction ceremony for the Hart Foundation. Yep. And I was in the city that night when it happened. I was in Madison Square Garden, but, you know, like, I got, you know, I checked my phone during the show, and I was like, holy crap, what the hell's going on here? You know, Bret Hart got attacked. But still, and then it made the news. Like, that weekend. Yep. And that's one of the things where, yes, there are those fans that take things very seriously. And there are. There really are. And then there are those that just go a little overboard. And I think that's what happened. And the fact that, you know, he went after Seth Rollins... It's just one of those weird things where it's like, I can't support the guy that attacked him because he attacked the guy. Yeah. But what happens over the next several months will be very interesting. I don't think he's going to do any jail time. I really don't. I think at best, it probably will be community service hours. Yeah. But the thing is, how do you stop it? You throw the guy in jail. I mean, look at all the fans that are scrapping in football right now. Mm-hmm. Every week we're seeing videos of these guys who are scrapping. Right? And it's getting it's getting ridiculous. I mean, you guys start putting some of these guys into jail. But, okay. And I'm actually glad we're having this conversation. Because that is a completely different argument. Because... With football, and and uh, oh wait a minute, we got speaking of fights, we got a fight here at Michigan and Ohio State. I like it. Oh, this is getting good. See, on the field, it's all good, right? See, I, I, I said it before. Ohio State, not the best team in Ohio. Nope. And man, they're starting to go at her now. But yeah, so you got fans scrapping fans in football stadiums all across the states, all across all the stadiums. Right. But right? It's just not. I mean, the most of them are the Raiders and Cowboys and the Ram fans. But what I'm gonna, what I was gonna say, that's alcohol fueled. That's not, you know, being obsessed about a team, getting angry and starting a fight. That's mostly. Not not a hundred percent, but that's mostly alcohol fueled fighting. Yep. And the people that have to stop that are the people that run the sit, you know, run the stadiums, run the arenas. You can't have the 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 gates, you know, the parking lots open that early because by the time they get to the gate, they are so wasted. And I know for experience, because I used to work security uh, for different events, and the last one that I did, like, 
they were so wasted. And this one female, I'll never forget it. Because, you know, we had to frisk, you know, we had to frisk everyone. And this one lady so wasted. And she's yelling, Yoo-hoo! You can frisk me! Oh, man. Yeah. That's more, that's more alcohol-based than anything else. Yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, if they're not going to start at the tailgate, they're going to start somewhere. Yeah. They get to the game, they're already drunk. And then it kind of fuels. And then you, then we watch these videos on Facebook every week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, take a look at the worst fan. I think the interference was, remember those, I think it was Kansas City, where those two guys jumped the coach for the White Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think they were like banned for life after that. Yep. And charged and, you know, because it was a father-son duel with their shirts taken off. Yep. It was pretty It was pretty hard to watch. I mean, these guys are coming into the field. Yeah. The field play. And see that right there? Jail time. Oh, God, yeah. You assaulted a coach, an old, old, an old guy to boot. Right. You know, and cheap shot at him. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Perfect. Great example, JC. You know, I mean, you, I mean, it's one thing to see when uh, Texas Amen beats Alabama and all of a sudden all the fans are running on the stand, you that, know. That's one thing. Uh, that, you know, that's cool. I mean, was it last, was it last week or two weeks ago? When, uh, what game was it? Where the fans ran in there, but they still had like five seconds or four yeah, seconds. Yeah, Baylor and Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, so they're all sitting there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I like that, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, Notre Dame did it when they won a game where they all came out. And the way Michigan's going right now, I think that's what's going to happen in a little bit. Yeah, because they haven't beat Ohio State in, what, 10 years? Yeah. This is Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it is Jim Harbaugh, so we will find a way for him to. To mess it up. Well, they're up 15 points right now. I think they need to get to 22, and I think they'll be comfortable. Could be, could be. And, I mean, this is just a rivalry. It's not for the Big Ten, is it? Well, it's actually for the Big Ten East. Okay, so whoever wins then goes To the Big Ten title game. Yeah. And then if Ohio State loses, that knocks them out of the – out of the four spot. Right. There, yeah, there will be no way they make the college football playoff. And then you got Michigan who probably gets in with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know about Alabama yet either because... They lose to Georgia. And what about Cincinnati? If they win their conference title game next week, they're in. Absolutely. I agree. Although I wish... I know it won't happen, but I wish they could reward uh, UTSA because they're having an... Great against the Washington Redskins. All right, so I defeated season. have to grade both teams yeah. as well. I mean, I haven't written anything in a while, so... But, you know, <laughs> they were... Their schedule... All right, it's probably... I'll do that. A week, and... They came from out of fair I think rankings in 
that they probably wouldn't have gotten. I think we'll be in for a good game, though. Oh God, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because and and I'll say why because I think Washington is starting to find their momentum. Yep. After the win against Tampa, where they dominated that game, they really did. Yeah, they did. And then the way they were able to beat Carolina in Cam Noonan's return to Carolina, they are almost to the point where schedule-wise, they could be favored in every game the rest of the way. Because after the Seattle game, Monday night, they go to Vegas to play the Raiders. I don't yep. know if they're going to be favored or not, but it'd be very interesting. Then the rest of their schedule are the division games, and they can win every one of those games. Yep. And the way Maryland, or not Maryland, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, that's why I said Maryland. <laughs> and the way the Cowboys have been, and their history as of late, of choking in December... Gives me hope that we can overtake them in any way. Maybe win the division, but yeah, yeah. The Giants stink, and the thing is, I mean, this well, dude. The, the only open up a, the only one. The only one I'm do we need to concerned about and the playoffs is Philadelphia, because right, yeah. they're kind. Of, Kind of like you can't really feel. You know. We'll find out. Figure out how they are. They're good. Yeah. One, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Yeah, I heard. They're good a couple. Twelve teams. Weeks, and then they go to the dump. You know they're crap. Yep. Four, the top four teams get a bye, and everybody else plays. Yeah, I. You know. I worry a little more about Philly than so being I do Dallas. Trusting there, be interesting. Especially See what happens after watching mm-hmm. Dallas twice. Us into well, this week. Baseball will be on strike as of next week. Yeah. Well, they, wow, they look terrible, didn't they? No, mm. oh. it's so close. Like you know, there's a lot of yeah. Free agent moves and trades that have been happening this week. Dallas isn't going to win their division. They keep. Um, Starling Marte is going to the Mets for four years. And then uh, here, uh, Adam Frazier. And then with your guys, is I mean, I'm, I'm related to the. I'm not making foreigners of you guys, the Padres. Yep. But. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, getting to that point. And the winter meetings are next week, too. Yep. So I, I think that's going to play a part. Uh, you yep. guys, um, if it does, just have so many injuries. I don't know right now. Because I think a couple of things... A couple of things have to be because I remember I settled that you you 
you guys win in the division, one of which is division this year. Yep. Uh, is, will the national? I am starting to believe it will not happen now. So league take so designated hit to her position. Yeah. Which I really. So, but no, I'm looking for. I hope they don't. I yeah, really but I, hope they do the game Monday night. Don't. But I think they are just due to the fact that yep, they're paying pitch millions of dollars. Russell Willers, you know, some back and we're not going to want Washington. Pitchers hitting anymore against. Now, maybe a defense that's starting to play well. I have a few. I mean, Chase Young hitters that might out hit. Yeah. So but everybody's right, picking up. Overall. Yeah, and I, I think the DA think he's doing his thing and he's on his way. He got the running game going. Mm-hmm. And then so Barry McLaurin had, I think, the play that great game against Carolina. It expanded. Yeah. I yeah, I think that will happen. Yeah. I, I do good old football. I think the playoffs will expand. Yeah. And, and I'm, man, we've seen more fine with that. upsets this year, I think. Yep, we haven't lot me too. Years. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw one of my videos that I put up on our Facebook group because I do picks. One week, and it wasn't too long ago, I honestly had my worst week ever for picking games. I, oh, went, I believe it. I went three, nine, and one. Well, at least you got the tie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> With, with friends like you, who needs enemies, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a. It's been a rough stretch. I mean, you know, we do our pool bets every week. Me and a couple of guys here in Alberta, then a couple guys from Ontario. Yeah, I'm making all the morning games right now. I mean, the Titans losing, the Bengals losing. Well, like, I went. The rat- I went two and one on the Thanksgiving games, so that's good for me. That's good. And I wanted to pick the Raiders too, dog on it. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, with that team, because of all the extracurricular that's going on there, it's kind of you want to stay away from them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's it's tough. It is. It's uh. You know, I mean, as a Cowboys, as as we as you know, for our love of the Cowboys, we're kind of smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Zeke being hurt and Dak not doing what he should be doing, and like I said, losing your wide receivers, one to COVID, one to a concussion, it, it wears on the guy, right? Your tackle who suspended, the defense isn't doing what they're doing. Everyone's praising Diggs, and I'm like, that guy's given up the most big plays all year. Yeah. Yeah, he's got seven or eight interceptions. But then, I mean, look at Mac Jones. After he got picked off he against the Patriots there, he, he threw a bomb. 70-yard mm-hmm. bomb. Right past takes. Yeah. So, yeah, interceptions are good, but you also need to be able to stop the, the big plays, and he's not stopping it. Yeah. And it's a sad, sad situation. It is. So. Um, You know what? I want to bring up something that you actually we we talked about uh, privately the other day, 
And you would ask, like, you know, when we record, if we could talk about this. And I was like, absolutely. So, um, we, you know, we mentioned uh, WWE earlier. And the other night, and I actually saw this when it happened. And believe it or not, JC, this got brought up at my dinner table on Thursday. <laughs> what we're about to talk about. Uh, for those that don't watch wrestling, which is understandable, I'm sure there are some of you that don't watch it. Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan on live TV. Yes. And it is very, very rare that we see this. Um, yeah, I'd like... I'd like your reaction when you heard it or saw it or both. Well, I saw it and I saw it two different angles and there maybe three and they see this fan running and he attacks Seth, Seth Rollins. And then you see it from the other side. It was just, and I don't, I maybe at first people thought maybe it was a, it was a joke or something, but then you mm-hmm. see the refs and you see everybody coming in to stop it. The guy got arrested mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, the equivalent of a guy running onto a football field and tackling the quarterback or the kicker, right? When yeah. he's not looking or, you know, or like in soccer when they're throwing stuff at players. Yeah. And it's very rare that a, that someone gets into a fan goes and attacks a, attacks a wrestler. And it's interesting to see what the story would be. Well, I can, I, I can tell you a little bit of the story. Okay. Because, um, and I talked about it on uh, that wrestling show, which you guys is now up if you guys want to check it out. But listen to it after this show, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what happened, the story is this young man, uh, 24 years old, he is a fan, obviously, and he con like, uh, the story apparently is he met Seth at a meet and greet, an autograph signing, and yep. asked him, how do you get into wrestling? Because he wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Which, you know, is totally understandable. So he kept following, or he followed him on social media. Yep. And then he was in contact with a guy who said he was Seth Rollins, but was basically being catfished. Oh, yeah. And he thought, okay, the best way I'm going to handle this situation is if I go after the real guy. Cause apparently the guy that he was, that catfished him, like he got like $3,000 from this poor guy. Oh no. Yeah. So, they so he goes out and uh, you know he takes Rollins down. It was a good takedown, but that's basically where this all happened from. And he was pressed with a couple charges. Uh, nothing serious injury wise happened to Seth. Thank goodness. Yep. Um, the guy has since apologized for this there yep. probably will be a court trial a court case 
you know, somewhere down the line. Yeah. But as fans, and again, I said this on my podcast yesterday, and I'll, and I'll say it again. And I even said this at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. Because I don't bring, I like, when, we, when we're at the dinner table, I don't bring any wrestling stuff up. Unless, yeah. you know, like my nephews ask me or someone asks me. Yeah. There is an unwritten rule that the fans and the wrestlers all recognize. And that is, once you go over the guardrail, once you go over the barricade, you are fair game to the wrestlers. You are fair game, plain and simple. And, you know, people don't learn that, unfortunately. And a good example is a couple years ago at the Hall of Fame ceremony, which happened to be in the same building where this happened, when Bret Hart was attacked by that fan during his induction ceremony for the Hart Foundation. Yep. And I was in the city that night when it happened. I was in Madison Square Garden, but, you know, like, I got, you know, I checked my phone during the show, and I was like, holy crap, what the hell's going on here? You know, Bret Hart got attacked. You have the New York Mets where the owner's calling out the agent for Stephen Matz, mm-hmm. which I think was totally on call for anyways. I mean, hey, you know what? A player can choose wherever he, wherever he wants to go. Right. You know, he signed a four-year deal with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the same as he was in Toronto last year? I think Toronto has a hell of a pitching coach in Pete Walker. Right. That guy has taken projects like Robbie Ray, turned him into a Cy Young winner. He right, took Alex Manoa and made him to a candidate to possibly win Rookie of the Year. You know, so, I mean, he's a, and it's like any coach, right? If the coach helps and we'll see what happens with in, in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Matt's, and I mean, a four-year contract, I was like, I was a little surprised. But hey, good for him. Mm-hmm. And then Syndergaard moves over to the Angels. For one year, which I think is a good, that's a good deal, one year. Because yep. he's not what he was a few years ago. No, injuries have derailed his career. Yeah. You know, it's it's sad, right? He was I always liked him as a pitcher. You know, he threw at Chase Utley there, I think, that one year when Chase Utley ran into a player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got some some spark. But we'll see what the Angels do, right? I mean they got Otani, they got Trout, and now you got Syndergaard. You know, you still got the the Astros to contend with. The Rangers look a little better. The Mariners were impressive this year. The A's. Got the A's. So, you know, it's going to be... I guess we'll have to wait to see what the owners do. Yeah. Right? Do we have a lockout coming? Do we have a strike coming? Right. I hope not. If... Now, I will say this. If they do lockout, the timing is good. Because it's the off season. Yeah, you can get it settled by before spring training. I think. Yeah, if they are able to, if they're able to do it. If they're not, we're all in trouble. 
Yeah, baseball will be in trouble. Yeah, and we're going to all need some praying. Yeah, and I think we're going to uh, – and, I mean, and the worst of it is, I mean, after last year's debacle, try and get a 60-game schedule in. Mm-hmm. And the way that the the way the league and the players are going at it, I mean, it's I don't know what their relationship is right now. Yeah, you know, but I think they they all need to realize that if something if you guys do get locked out or do go on strike, it's going to affect baseball for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you got these players saying, "Well, we're here to protect the the interests of the younger players that are coming in." Well, they're not be. I mean. You've already got rid of the minor leagues. Yeah, you've basically changed the format of the minor leagues. Although they are giving them housing, which I do like. And they're paying them more money now. Yeah, so that that's that's better. Yeah. Where players who who aren't drafted can go in the independent leagues, and then Major League Baseball can select them through that pool. Yeah. Because there's always that one player that. That uh, that Olsen has a breakout season, maybe when he's not 22 or 23, but 24, 25. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it all the time. And baseball is a patient, patient game. You can't. It is. You're not going to right off the hop unless you're a superstar like like Juan Soto or Otani or Trout or Guerrero. You know, it takes time. And 1,500 at bats is roughly what you'll see in a player. And after five, you're going to have to adjust to the pitching. Just like yeah. the pitch, you have to adjust to the hitters. You know, it is. It's a game of learning. Yeah. So. Um, let's stay with baseball because I want to talk about one of my favorite topics in all of baseball. And, and you brought this up again as well. So JC's two for two on topics this week, everybody. Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, this week, the ballot came out for the Baseball Writers of uh, Baseball Writers Association. Uh, you know, America's, you know, those people. <laughs> there are thirty names on the ballot, but the big three are Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens. They are all in their last year of eligibility. Yep. It is going to be very interesting because Kurt was close last year, but he said he did not want to be on the ballot, but he is on the ballot. Yep. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they're both under 62% of the votes from last year. So those are the big three of the people that, you know, are still on the ballot. Sammy Sosa's there. Sammy Sosa's on his last year as well. Yeah. And then for the new candidates, the two big names are Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. We have just about two months until they announce the ballot result for that ballot. What, what do we think is going to happen? Well, I don't think A-Rod's getting in. No. Right, this first year. Like, I'm looking at the new guys here. You have Carl Crawford, flavor of Tampa Bay. You have Prince Fielder. If he didn't get derailed by injuries, 
be a lock. Then you got Ryan Howard, who kind of faded away. To come, same thing, fade away, but World Series champ. Justin Menor, he was, uh, I think he was an MVP. You got Joe Nathan. Then you got, yeah, you got David Ortiz, which I think, I think David Ortiz does get in. In his first, as a D, I do think he does. You got Jake Peavy, AJ Przinsky, Ozzy Rod, Jimmy Rollins, which will be an, Jimmy Rollins will be an interesting one to me. Yeah. Right. Played for the, played for the Phillies. You know, was always a, a serviceable guy, you know. And then he got Mark Teixeira for the played for the Yankees. Yeah. There's, I don't know, Bonds and Clemens get in. I don't think Bonds. I mean, I I will make my picks uh, when we get towards it. But my early instinct is telling me. Bonds and Clemens are not going to get in. Nope. nope. They're going to have to go through the one of the committees to get in. And those committees, like, like the, I think it's like the Today Game Committee is what it's called. That's done by the players that are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Bonds or Clemens are going to get in through that because there are probably some players that hold grudges against them more than others maybe more than the writers who knows Schilling is the interesting one I I think because for a while it was like this guy's gonna go in he's going to Cooperstown it's a no brainer yep. but I yep. think what has happened, and it, I hate to talk about this, but it is true, I think is his talk of politics has kind of caused him his chance to get in. Where he should have been in years ago, and now he's on the last year of eligibility. And if he does not get in, on this will the players let him in I can see the players let him in I mean he obviously he wasn't on steroids no no right oh no yeah well we all we all remember the bloody sock game for Boston yeah. right yeah everybody's three world championships yeah everyone's got views I mean his views aren't as Aren't as extreme as that Audrey Huff was, right? Where he doesn't get invited to to uh, the San Francisco reunion, you know. Where I think Schilling would get invited to the Boston Red Sox championship reunion. Yeah. But as he came voted in by the writers, I think after last year, I think that kind of went the wayside, saying "Don't vote for me," you know. And there probably are going to be some writers who are going to take that to heart and be like, okay, you don't want me to write you in or vote you in? I won't. Yep. And then with Bonds and... Well, let's let's bring Sosa into the mix as well. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa. Yep. yep. Sosa 
you could tell he was taking steroids. Yep. Yep. You you could tell. Bonds will deny to the day he dies that he never took it. You could tell by his body. There's no way the human body can change from what he was when he got to San Francisco to what his body was when he retired at an older age. You can't tell me that that was all muscle and exercise. There were steroids in that. Yep. Yep. The one Clemens is the one I can't figure out as far as at what point did he use steroids? If he did. Uh, I think after his Boston days, we went to Toronto. See, I was thinking a little later. I was thinking maybe New York. Because he had two great seasons in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right? Cy Young, Cy Young years, right? Yep. Yep. So, it, yeah, it's, uh, I think he will be an interesting one. I mean, he's caused a lot of, I guess he's, he's dug his own grave. Yeah. Right, with what he said about people and things like that and just overall. And then mm-hmm. his wife underneath the bus saying that, I mean, if you're a husband, you don't think your wife's, you know, and he didn't realize his wife was getting a steroid shot in the ass. It's just like, really? You knew. Yeah. Like Pettit admitted they took steroids. Right. Which is why I always give Pettit a pass because he admitted it right away. Yeah. Like I, and, and I'm not, you know, like if, if you, if you guys think we're being, but still, and then it made the news, like that weekend. Yep. And that's one of the things where, yes, there are those fans that take things very seriously, and there are, there really are. And then there are those that just go a little overboard, and I think that's what happened. And the fact that you know. He went after Seth Rollins. I it's just one of those weird things where it's like I can't support the guy that attacked him because he attacked a guy. Yeah. But what happens over the next several months will be very interesting. I don't think he's gonna do any jail time. I really don't. I think at best it probably will be community service hours. Yeah, but the thing is, how do you stop it? You throw the guy in jail. I mean, look at all the fans that are scrapping in football right now. Mm-hmm. Every week we're seeing videos of these guys who are scrapping, right? And it's getting it's getting ridiculous. I mean, you guys start putting some of these guys into jail. But, okay, and I'm actually glad we're having this conversation because that is a completely different argument because... With football, and and uh, oh wait a minute, we got speaking of fights, we got a fight here at Michigan and Ohio State. I like it. Oh, this is getting good. See, on the field, it's all good, right? See, I, I, I said it before. Ohio State, not the best team in Ohio. Nope. And man, they're starting to go at her now. 
But yeah, so you got fans scrapping fans in football stadiums all across the states, all across all the stadiums. Right. But right. It's just not. I mean, the most of them are the Raiders and Cowboys and the Ram fans. But what I'm gonna, what I was gonna say, that's alcohol fueled. That's not, you know, being obsessed about a team, getting angry and starting a fight. That's mostly. Not not a hundred percent, but that's mostly alcohol fueled fighting. Yep. And the people that have to stop that are the people that run the sit, you know, run the stadiums, run the arenas. You can't have the 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 gates, you know, the parking lots open that early because by the time they get to the gate, they are so wasted. And I know for experience, because I used to work security uh, for different events, and the last one that I did, like, they were so wasted. And <laughs> this one female, I'll never forget it, because, you know, we had to frisk, you know, we had to frisk everyone. And this one lady so wasted, and she's yelling, Yoo-hoo! You can frisk me! Oh, man. Yeah. That's more. That's more alcohol based than anything else. Yeah, I mean they are. I mean, if they're not going to start at the tailgate, they're going to start somewhere. Yeah, they get to the game, they're already drunk, and then it kind of fuels. And then you, then we watch these videos on Facebook every week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, take a look at the worst fan. I think the interference was. Remember those? I think it was Kansas City, where those two guys jumped the coach for the White Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think they were, like, banned for life after that. And charged and, you know, because it was a father-son duel with their shirts taken off. Yep. It was pretty pretty hard to watch. I mean, these guys are coming into the field. Yeah. The field play. And see that right there? Jail time. Oh, God, yeah. You assaulted a coach, an old, an old guy to boot, right? You know, and cheap shot at him. Oh, absolutely! So, yeah, perfect, great example, JC. You know, I mean, you, I mean, it's one thing to see when uh, Texas Amen beats Alabama, and all of a sudden all the fans are running on the stand. That, you know, that's one thing. Uh, you know, that's cool. I mean, was it last? Was it last week or two weeks ago? When uh, what game was it? Where the fans ran in there, but they still had like five seconds or four yeah, seconds. Yeah, Bay- Baylor and Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And you know, you know, one-sided on something. We're kind. I don't think we are because Andy Pettit at least told the truth. He admitted it right away that he did take it. That's why I'm not hard on him. Like when I vote, or you know, when I do my videos yearly for who would I vote for. Pettit is one I always take into consideration because, you know, one of the rules for voting is, you know, the the person's character. Yep. And Pettit, you know, saying right away, yeah, I did it. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. That shows me great character. Yeah, I agree. And he said it right off the hop. I took it where he didn't for a long time. Right. That's why I don't think A-Rod gets in. 
And A and A Rod didn't need to take steroids. No, he didn't. Like I mean, you look Same at Ken. Bonds. Yep. Look at Ken Griffey Jr. Right. A pure hitter didn't take steroids. Was kicking ass. Yep. And A Rod didn't need to take it. He was a better hitter than Griffey. You know, and uh, and the Yankees they had when they traded for A Rod, they had the trademarks for him breaking the home run record. They thought he. And then all this went down. He got to spend 162 games, and then they told him not to come back. We'll pay your salary, and now he's on Fox. Well, he actually is a good analyst. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. He's the, very good. He is. Yep, I agree. You know, he's he's not he doesn't have the homerism in him. That some guys do. Right. Like, if you ever get a chance to listen to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Home team broadcast, it's disgusting. That old guy who does the, the color commentary, I mean, there's you're listening to the to the radio and the guy's like, man, he's like, Jesus, they can't be doing this and that. I mean, he is a homer to of all homers. And I just I have to turn off the radio on it. It is it is sad. If you ever get a chance to listen to him, man, I don't know what his name is, but Man, you can't be doing it that way. I get it. It's a Tampa Bay radio station, but at least acknowledge the other teams. Yeah. Right? Acknowledge the players who are doing great. But he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is working. This isn't blah, blah, blah. And he's just going off. Yeah. I'm like, man, you can't be doing that. So, you know. Um. Good time. Do we want to talk about briefly staying with the Hall of Fame, uh, the different committees that have candidates real quick. Sure. Sure. Okay. So next Sunday during the winter meetings is when we're going to find out if anyone from the early baseball era committee and the golden days era committee are going to get voted in, and I do think we will get some on both. Um, so just real quick, and I, and I have the ballot up, uh, baseballreference.com, um, lovely site if you guys ever need stats, go check them out. Uh, for the early baseball era committee, Bill Dolan, Lefty O'Doyle, or O'Doul, Allie Reynolds, George Scales, Vic Harris, Dick Redding, John Donaldson, Buck O'Neill, Bud Fowler, and Grant Johnson. Those are the 10 in the early baseball era committee. And the committee, it's real simple. There's 16 people on the committee. Everybody needs 75%, that is 12 people, to get voted in. And I looked at the rules on the Baseball Hall of Fame website. Those people can only vote four times, like for any, like for the players. So yep. you have to be like very, very cautious on who you pick. Yep. yep. The one that just screams at me, this guy's going in right away, is Buck O'Neill. Yep. yep. How he is not in the Hall of Fame is a crime. And he should be on this one. Oh my, if he doesn't get in on this one, there, there is no justice in the there is, world. There is, 
And to top it off, I mean, where's where's Shoeless Joe Jackson? Oh, he's still banned for life. Yeah. We're hitting, well, what, they have the, 380 they have, in the playoffs? Well, they have the rule where if you're banned for life, you can't be on the ballot. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. so... I think it's time to... Un- 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 unless, you know, we can form a like a investigative committee to try to convince them, Hey, we need to unban the guy, you know? Yeah. But, um, I'm going to do my research this week and I'm going to post a couple videos on if I had a vote, who would go in. So check that out next week. Now the golden days committee, this is a fantastic group of 10. This is a fantastic group. Ken Boyer, Dick Allen, Minnie Minoso, Billy Pierce, Jim Cat, Tony Oliva, Oliva, Gil Hodges, Roger Maris, Maury Wills, and Danny Murtaugh. Ooh. Yeah. This is, that is a group right there. I'm thinking Roger Maris gets in. Really? I do. I mean, he kind of set the whole home run thing to begin with. Right? Yeah, but he doesn't have... I I don't... Well, hold on. I have his numbers here. Uh, 826 runs, 1,325 hits, 275 home runs, 850 RBI, 21 stolen bases... 260 career batting average. He has a on-base percentage of 345. Slugging percentage of 476. His OPS is an 822, which is a good number. Yeah. yeah. So that favors him there. And like um, the 61 home runs put up that year. Yeah, and, and that's going to be into his favor. Yeah. I know that. How about Gil Hodges? He was such a big part of the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 50s. I don't know how he's not in. And, I mean, there are people that, you know, are Brooklyn Dodgers fans are like, how is this guy not in? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the Hall of Fame is a weird uh, rule. I think it's the best system, though, of all the Hall of Fames. I really think so. Yeah. Because it's kind of like you have to earn your way in. Basically. Yep. Yep. But I mean, um, you have the standards, right? You get 3,000 hits, you're going to the Hall of Fame. If you get 500 home runs, you're in the Hall of Fame. 3,000 strikeouts, you're in the Hall of Fame. 200 wins, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yep, you're in the Hall of Fame. So there are those standards still that they say if you get to this number, you are in the Hall. You're pretty much in. Unless, unless you, you get caught, yeah. Unless you get caught cheated, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing should mention, and this is very important because when these committees meet, it's very important. The early baseball era committee meets once every ten years, so those guys that miss it this time, their families are going to have to wait. 10 more years to hopefully get, you know, that individual 
into the Hall of Fame. The Golden Days Era Committee is not that bad. They meet once every five years. So the wait is not as long. Yes. Yes. So, and it's we, very interesting. And we all still have to suffer that Harold Baines or Harold Reynolds or whoever made it into the Hall of Fame a few years like, ago. Like, like I said to you not too long ago, we... We will do an episode where we're going to pick three who should not be in. Yep. yep. And I I will defend Harold Baines on that one. (laughs) And then there Uh, should be should be in. I think Pete Rose should be in. Right. I think Shoeless Joe Jackson should be in. You know? So, I mean, Pete, yeah, Pete Rose made dug his own grave, but... He did it as a coach, and he wasn't as a as a player. Right, and and that that argument I agree with you on. You know, so he was definitely agree with you. The player, I mean, you you ran out of the back catcher during an All Star game. You know, so the guy played hard as a player. He was a good player, so he just made some bad decisions when he was coaching. But I see now he's kind of getting back into baseball. Mm-hmm. Which is good for him. But again, I mean, the Major League Baseball they know how to hold a grudge. They do. You know. They really do. And then some of these writers need to go away too. Some of these writers who seventy years, it's like, no, you're done. I've well, I said to you, and I've and I've said it on other forms of media. If you ever turn in a ballot blank you should lose the right to vote for the hall of fame that's to that to me if you send in a ballot with no vote you lose your right to vote for the baseball hall of fame yeah i agree agree. and look at that i think it was the dan lavatar or stu ever where you had a for, play, for the fans of Bono Player, he can no longer ever vote anymore for the Hall of Fame. So, you know, he's done. Like, if I was to vote, which I know will never happen, but if I was, I would ask friends, you know, I'd ask you, I, I'd ask Dan, I'd, I'd ask a couple other people their opinions. Yep. I might even ask some of my family members for their opinions. And then I would think about it, do the research, and then fill out the ballot. Yeah. Obviously, right, you can, you know, you can always get opinions from what people think because maybe some some of them saw some of these players play, right, or were more invested than others. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, baseball's a big game, right? You're not going to be invested right. in it there. You know, obviously you have your superstars that you're going to watch. I mean, Coolholz will get voted in. Oh, Coolholz is definitely getting in. You know, there's no doubt. Trout, those guys are going in first, first, mm-hmm. first time. Harper, I think, is going to get in on the first ballot. I think so too. You know, where someone like maybe Ryan Zimmerman doesn't get on in the first first ballot. Right, Ryan. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Ryan will get in on the first ballot. But I think because of how big of a contribution he was to the Nationals and, you know, what he did, he will 
get in or he, you know, will eventually get in. Yeah. Yeah. So. I do too. And if he doesn't get in, it's a crime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let's talk about LeBron James and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week he has had. Oh, yes. Good old. (laughs) This is insane. So it begins, and and, and we don't talk about basketball that much, but this is one time we have to. So it begins Sunday night with a game against the Pistons. He, you know, one of the Pistons players is taking a free throw shot. He and this player, Isaiah Stewart, you know, they're mixing it up. And and LeBron elbows, I think it was like elbow or punches Isaiah Stewart. Well, this causes Stewart to bleed. And he's irate. He's incensed. You know, he's pedoed. And he's trying to go after LeBron. Yep. yep. And it's like he's chasing him. So, both players get tossed out. They both get thrown out of the game. Stewart is suspended for two games. LeBron is suspended for one. Yeah. So, not a good start. And rightly so. I mean, Stewart should have got two games. He should have. I agree with that. He did run into the back. He was going to go around the the other way to get to LeBron. I mean, and after we've had the first... Malice in the palace. You don't want to see that again. Because it doesn't take... I, I, I really think if no one had been there to stop him, he would have gotten LeBron. He would have. He would have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, during the middle of the week, while in Indiana playing the Pacers, two things happen during the game with LeBron. The first thing is he makes obscene gestures and uses profanity on the court. Then he tells a referee that these two fans sitting in the front row are saying stuff to him, doing, you know, making remarks or something. And he gets them tossed out. Yep. Yep. And this does not make LeBron look good at all. So not only did LeBron get suspended this week, he has been hit with a $15,000 fine for the obscene gesture. And he has also been told that if he continues to use profane language or he was warned about using profane language regarding his suspension during media availability. So is LeBron just having a bad week or is there more to it? Uh, I think there's more to it. I mean, he has been, whining and crying lately on everything he's been kicking out all over all over the nba 
And I mean, it gets to the point now. Obviously, the fans. I mean, some of the comments that you hear that the fans were saying, right? Right. You don't ever wish that your that the player's kid dies in a car accident. Exactly. No, that that kind of stuff you gotta. Yeah, there's trash talk, and then there's just idiot talk. Mm-hmm. And then what she would, what they're saying was idiot talk, and then they're warned to calm down. And then she made makes that face at him, which I laughed at. You know, but I do yeah, think I do. just, you know, it, he's losing. I mean, what are the, the Lakers are 10 and 10 and 11 right now? Um, let me, let me check. They are, yeah, they're 10 and 11. Yeah. So they're 10 and 11, not, you know, they're struggling, right? They have Westbrook. Who's not doing anything. AD's not really doing anything, right? LeBron isn't really doing anything. They're getting blasted in the media, and then this happens. So he's trying to distract, I think. And it's not working. And maybe a team that has to play in to get into the playoffs. Which, at first, he was all for. And then when it happened to his team, he's like, this is BS. It's stupid. We shouldn't be having this. Yep. You're the one that supported it, dummy. Yep. And he, like I said, he thinks about himself first. And it's catching up to him now. And players aren't coming up with this crap. I don't know if you saw any of the memes, but there was one meme where uh, they had they called him a Karen. Oh, yeah. They like, have like a wig on him. It's actually kind of funny. Oh, yes. Yep. And then uh, and you got Karen Rogers. And you got Karen James. And Michigan just went up. Yes. Up by 15. I think Ohio State. And that's the one team you don't want to ever lose to is Michigan. And they're losing to Michigan. Goodbye, Buckeyes. Yep. If they somehow stay in the top four, I'll be disappointed. Oh, no. They're, 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 they're done after today. Yeah. Which they should be. Um... You know what we haven't talked about yet? What's that? What's that? Hockey. Yes. We have not talked about hockey and how there are some teams that are looking really good. So, you know, I I know we're like almost two months in, but there are some teams that are looking really good right now. Well, that'll be past the Thanksgiving, Mark, for hockey. We can start talking about these good teams like the Florida Panthers, like the Carolina Hurricanes, like the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to look at some teams that are should be there that are kind of struggling, like the Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning, which I think they'll make the playoffs. And then you look at the bad with the Montreal Habs and the and the Vancouver Canucks, and just dreadful. Mm-hmm. And Seattle's not doing anything, and everybody's mad. And Vegas is kind of hanging around with all the injuries and the COVID that hit the Sens and COVID that hit the Islanders. Which they were on the longest road trip I ever, I do believe ever. Who the Senators? The uh, Islanders. Oh yeah, because of the new arena. Now Vancouver Canucks back in 2010, I think they had like a six-game road trip. All that up with an eight-game road trip because of Olympics. Wow. Yeah. But they they kind of had a break in between, right? Kind of like when the Montreal Expos, when their stadium started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't be around for 
at home for quite a while. Just like the Houston Astros when the when it uh, uh, the eighth world of yeah when they had the Republican convention there, right? They were gone for quite a while. I think twenty some twenties. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you one team that I watched yesterday that has really impressed me has been the New York Rangers. Yeah. They have been really impressive so far this year. And the way they played Boston yesterday, they were down like two goals early on or one goal. And then they came back and they put up three in the third period to win the game. Rangers seem like a legit team this year. Yeah, they're setting franchise records, I think. Playing well, goaltenders play well, defense play well, they're getting goals. And that whole division, I mean, you could have five teams come out of the playoffs of that division. You really could. The Metropolitan Division. You really could. You know? I mean, Florida should be there, Tampa should be there, and possibly Toronto should be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Boston won't be there. Well, I mean, we we have a long way to go, but yeah, I mean, Boston, you know, they had the lead, and I thought, okay, this is probably going to be an easy win. You know, it's the Rangers, but New York's really been impressing me this year, And, and that's one of the surprises, I think, for me, is how good the Rangers have been. And then Pittsburgh, they're starting to gain a little bit of momentum. They had injuries. They had COVID early on. Um, they they got a little bit work, a little bit of work to do, but they could be in the mix if they keep things together. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, it's uh. I'll tell you what, man. Hockey's getting good. Mm-hmm. And actually, real quick before we end this, because um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um, the, That's the thing about claims. Oh, there we go. The Penguins are possibly going to be purchased by Fenway Sports Group, which is the group that owns the Boston Red Sox. Um. I read that Lemieux is going to still have a little bit of ownership in the team. Yeah, because he's still, he's still right. Mm-hmm. But he's his... not going to have like the majority of it. No, no. That'll be interesting. You know, I mean, you got like I said, you got good hockey coming from all aspects of it. You got some of these teams that aren't powerhouses that are starting to play well. Yeah. And, and, you know, we got the, like I said, you got the Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers making some noise, which make fun for the Battle of Alberta this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of players that are excited for it. Fans are excited for it. You know, but again, I mean, a couple of injuries here, a COVID scare there, and then all of a sudden maybe you drop down a few games. Yeah. Right? Tis the season. Yes, it is. And then, you know, with the new variant that is in South Africa, we don't know if it's going to travel globally or not. So we'll yeah. Yeah. have to wait and see what happens, unfortunately, with that. So, yep. Yep. Um, 
Well, I think on that note, that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, join our Facebook group. It is the JC and Bill Sportscast. You type that in and add yourself. You're good to go. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. And follow us on Twitter. It is the JC Bill Sportcast. Type that in. I'll put the link there if you can't find us as well. Uh, next time around, we're going to know more than likely the college football playoff. Uh, we'll get a couple answers for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And the playoff picture should start to clear up for the NFL. Yep, two weeks from now, we know who's going to be in, who's not, who's battling, great percentages. This is a big, a lot of teams on the on the bubble. Yep. Great win the Well, I think we gave our listeners a Thanksgiving-sized episode. They got all the, they got everything. They got good portions of it today. So we're going to let you guys digest what you heard and what we talked about. And we'll be back for another episode of the JC and Bill Sportscast. You guys have a good one. Have a good one.